What's going on? The What's fun. going on, Mr. Goods? Oh, How you been? Man. I've been amazing. Just, you know, like I said on the last pod, chilling out, maxing out, relaxing, I'm cooling out, shooting some people. Oh, snap, man. What's That's going what I like on? to hear. That's what I like to hear. How's my guy Elite Feet Street feeling today? All good, my bro. You know what I'm saying? It's been a good week so far. Nice and productive. In the UK, we've got some good weather as well. So that always puts a nice, you know, uh, gloss on the on the week. So, yeah, so far, so good, man. So far, so good, man. And I know mm. you're real dapper today, man. Shout out to that right there, man. Thank you very much, man. Just come back from work, you know. Come back from work and come back into the podcast, one of those ones. My guy's always on his P's and Q's, man. I love it, man. Is that a part of the brand, would you say? I think it has become now. I mean, to be fair, if you ask most of my friends, they're like, whenever we go out, I hardly ever have any casual casual dress attire. I'm usually in a suit to some sort of extent. So I don't know. It kind of works with the whole elite feet street vibe, the art market type of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I love it, to be honest, man, because it brings like a a gentleman element to the game as far as the FFC goes. And, you know, it's really it's it's really great content. And I've been seeing a lot of your content, like going through the Twitters and just getting retweeted and everything. I, I, I love the content, man. What got you started making that kind of content? It was it was um lockdown, you know, to be fair. 2020 for some people it was a blessing for other people you know it was a very hard time but I used that opportunity to follow my passion you know I've always had a passion for feet um and then basically what I did in during that time was invest in the camera I think that was the the move that kind of took things in another direction so I invested in the camera I did like a little online course as well on um you know how to use the camera and etc that was only for a month and then once I had those tools by my side then I just started to you know practice a bit more with the camera and obviously, also, you need the models to work with. And at that particular time, I had a lot of female friends around me that knew about my foot fetish, so they were happy to, you know, work with me. And that's how we kind of created that little buzz of momentum. And then from there, we kind of, like, um, steamrolled ahead. Yeah, that's what's up right there, man. So, like, you get behind the camera, in front of the camera, and you pretty much do it all. Bro, you know when you've got a brand, you've got to be on the front line, yeah? So you've got to do whatever you can to try and, you know, push your push yourself out there. So if I have to act, I'll have to act. I mean, you know what? Like, personally, to be fair, yeah, I love female feet in it, so I don't mind the acting one bit at all, yeah? However, you know, I do enjoy, for me personally, I enjoy the photography side. I really do like capturing that moment and then trying to, you know, bring it to life and share that amongst the community and see their responses. But the actual production side of things now, that's really taking off and that isn't just myself. It's, you know, my, I've got a team as well. It's myself, uh, Soul Detail and London Foot Lover. So both of these guys help with the filming, with the editing, and together we're able to produce this type of content. Hey, man, it really takes a team and a network of people to to push uh, a narrative and push something that is important for, you know, all of you, something that you all are passionate about, a passion project. Man, having a team is like, that's like the power move right there. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not going to lie because it makes things a lot more effective. You know what I'm saying? When we've got videos to edit, you've got I've got two editors in the team that can handle that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we've got different camera camera equipment that we can use as well. We can do different angles with with the whole team there. So it really works in our favor. And I think that was something different compared to what a lot of other people are doing. You have a lot of obviously great, great photographers out there or videographers and they do brilliant things out there. So salute to them as well around the foot fetish community because there's some really quality content producers. But as a team, I think we're unique in that aspect. And this is and we're trying to bring our flavor 
to the foot fetish community. Something that I noticed about you that really stood out to me is that you have this relentless support for a lot of people within the FFC, creators, models, and you show love like on another level. Like what, you know, makes you that way to where you're not afraid to show that kind of love and give people their roses while, you know, they're able to receive them. I mean, for me personally, yeah, like there's, there's, there should be enough room for everyone to shine. Everyone brings something different to the table or something unique. You know what I'm saying? So you're not really a, an enemy or, or a competitor to me. Yeah? You're someone that's in my peer group. You know what I'm saying? So why bring someone down when you can build them up? In fact, if everyone builds themselves up, it's only going to make the foot fetish community stronger, right? So that's my personal opinion. So when it comes to models, I always try and help them in whatever capacity I can, showing them, you know, like there's some models that are very new to the scene. I'll say, look, this is what you need to do, how to set up a profile, et cetera, engage with certain parts of the community. If it's other photographers, for instance, yeah, I, I salute them because I follow everyone. I follow everyone's work. So if I like it, I'm going to tell you I like your work. Like there's no shame in that. There's never any shame in that. And mm. unity only makes for a greater uh, a greater movement at the end of the day. And, yeah. you know, you being a team player, you somebody who knows the quality of teamwork and also knowing the quality behind and the value behind uh, supporting others. Like that's yeah. just a real testament to show who you are as a person. And honestly, like that's what really, like I said, creates like a huge movement. And I believe we all as creators within this community, we want to normalize this more than ever and yeah. having more and more of us together working together models creators uh photographers just just everybody within this realm like it only makes things more powerful and and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to bring the creators edition to the yeah. podcast because yeah. i feel myself like it's really important to highlight others and highlight other podcasts highlight photographers photographers uh videographers 100%. all those things i mean man because just like if you're in any kind of art form, like feeling that support from your peers is wonderful because yeah. having the mentality that you're constantly competing with other people is extremely toxic and a yeah. crab in the barrel mentality. And yeah. nobody's going to get out that bucket if, you know, everybody's pulling each other down at the end of That's the day. True. That's true. Don't get it twisted, though. I have a competitive nature as well. I have a very competitive side, but I don't look at other people in this arena as more as competitors i know that me and my team we're doing our thing we do music we, we did one podcast again we're not quite we're not on your level yet but we did one podcast which was good it, it had a good re uh, reaction at the time but we do music we do videos we do photos you know what i'm saying so there's i'm not i don't i don't see lots of other people doing those things so why am i competing with them i just want to salute them and support what they're doing and then i hope in turn the same thing happens back to me as well you know karma Absolutely. Tell me more about the music. What kind of music do you make? We make foot fetish music, bro. You oh, <laughs> I knew it. Come on, bro. We've got we got Foot Queen. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. That was one of the the original foot fetish tracks that came out there, and uh, that was like um, a glorified shout out, basically talking about some of my favorite foot models and also the perspective of a foot boy and a foot model. That type of relationship. Um, so that that went down well the first time we did that. Then we have another one called Jello Shellac, um, mm. obviously about the nails and stuff like that. Uh, I did one a collaboration with like uh, Math McKitten, um, with Cosmic and all those ones, which was the verified feet tune. I don't know if you saw the summer the summer tune that they did a while well last year. Um, oh wow! You you got Math McKitten and Cosmic to rap on a beat? 
Now I rapped on the beat, they provide, they made the video. So I had all the lyrics and stuff like that. And and then they tailored the video to the lyrics and it was dope. It was very, very dope. Uh, I gotta check that out. See, I didn't yeah. see that or know that one was out there. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. It sounds dangerous and it sounds amazing. I gotta check out these tracks because I have not heard none of these tracks. You haven't heard and them? I knew I should have said that to you before, you know. I knew that was something that I was missing. I just thought you might have heard it because some people know me through that. They they, they just know the music, the full fetish music. Like, who's this guy? He's just coming out with bangers, full fetish bangers, like so dude. Now I gotta hear them, you know, at some point, you know, maybe I could play something on a podcast going forward, you know. We'll make it, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I might even write a little track for POF, man, for playing your feet. Why not? Dude, yeah, why not, man? I would love to to jam out to some elite feet street feet jams and what have you. How how long or when did you discover that you were really into feet? Into feet. Mm-hmm. Damn. So deep question, man. This is an exclusive right now. Yeah, you got this exclusive still. But basically, yeah, um, the whole foot fetish thing started. My mom told me that I had a foot fetish, which is crazy, yeah. But basically, what happened was um, she was working one night. I was at nursery, so I was three years old. I'm at nursery, three years old. And then she gets a call from the nursery nurse. And she's like, Mrs. Foster, you need to come to the to the, to the um, nursery right now, right away. So she thought I might have bust my head open or something like that. So she was very panicky. She rushed <laughs> down. They said, Mrs. Foster, sit down. So now she's really worried. And then they're like, basically, um, when we were putting all the other kids to sleep at like not noontime, all the, other ki- all the kids were having like an afternoon nap. Your mm-hmm. son was besotted with one of the nursery nurses' feet. And he was sucking her toes, kissing her toes, smelling them, and kind of massaging them at three. And they said he looked very comfortable doing what he was doing, but we thought it was highly inappropriate. So we picked him up and we put him on the other side of the room. And then he crawled back and did the same thing again. This is at three. I had no, no recollection of this. My mom told me. My mom told me, you've got a foot fish. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. At three years old and you I was busy. I was getting into it. I was getting into it, bro. And I haven't looked back since. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I've I put in work. <laughs> the masseuse game, this is my this is my my passion. It's a bit weird, you know, but I think I might want to elaborate on it a little bit. But let's say by the time I was like four or five, yeah, my mom, she'd chill with all her like girlfriends and stuff like that. They'd have like little dinner parties and drink parties and stuff like that. I'm not gonna lie. The ladies would have their feet out and I'd ask them at five years old, would you like a foot massage? Would you like a foot massage? Yeah. And they were like, oh, knock yourself. Yeah. They were like, knock yourself out. So my mom would have like 30 friends there. I'd get to work on, on massaging the feet. They're like, we think your son's got a foot fetish, whatever. But they allowed me to do my thing. And I think that's where I honed the perfect masseuse skill set. Dude, that is interesting right there because it started when you were a really little kid. Three. 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 It's, it's yeah. been a part. That's what I said when I told people I'm 36. Yeah. I've been doing this for 33 years, literally. Wow. No, that's 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 really interesting right there. And I think in a lot of cases and scenarios for guys who are into feet, it does happen when they are very young. And for others, it may not happen until their adult life or like for me, for instance, (laughs) like I didn't know that I was into it at all until the subject came up and I spoke about it. Yeah. And then and then I start realizing like, wow. It's actually something that I believe I have been into because I've always enjoyed uh, the 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 beautiful look of a nice pedicure or just mm. well taking care of feet and what have yeah. you. And, you know, I just never really thought too much into it. So hearing your story is like 
really amazing, to be honest, man, just like how it, it all started and you embracing it at such a young age. And going into your teen years, do you feel like, were you open about it with, say, Bro, a significant other? Yeah, I mean, I still need to go on the whole, the vibe of my childhood, because in the childhood, I was active. I was active. I wasn't just like your normal foot guy, yeah? I was active with it. Like, so I'm saying, like, when I was now, so I, I said when I was three, I said when I was five, the stuff I was doing, by the time I was, like, eight years old, when I was in school, I used to drop my pen, like, my teacher, she used to mark everyone's books, and we had to line up next to her desk. And then I used yeah. to walk up there, and basically, I was a great English student, really, really good with words. The English language is my love, yeah? So... Mm -hmm. I used to be good in her class, but the thing is, she used to just dangle these hills. She had these stockings on these hills that she used to dangle. It was mesmerizing. And I would just lose complete focus of what I was supposed to do. And then basically, she called us up to her desk to um, mark our books and stuff and we'd be in a little line. I just dropped my pencil casually under the desk. And as she's dangling her foot, I used to put, put my nose in between her shoe and get a sniff, bro. I did it. I did that at seven. Wow. I was active. Yeah. I don't know if that's a problem. If, if I'm a problem child or what, I don't know, man. But I'm just being open and honest. Like, that's how I used to get it in. Right. And, you know, I think it's funny that a lot of people, they call uh, a foot fetish weird. It's like, what is weird really at the end of the day? Something that you're not comfortable with or, you know, it, it, it it's a mind boggling to me because, you know, all my life growing up, people would say, hey, man, you're kind of weird. And I would take it as a compliment. I'd be like, yeah. thank you, man. I'd rather be weird. I'd rather be different from the crowd and stand yeah. out and know what I like and what I'm into and be loud 100%. and proud about that. And it seems like you're the same exact way. 100%. I think that's one of the most things. It's about embracing who you are. If you can identify who you are from early and you, and you, and you can accept who you are, which you should be, everyone should be comfortable in their own skin. If you can do that, there's no fear. There's no fear in anything that you do because you're just comfortable with who you are. I love feet. I have done, I have done since I was free. That's never going to change. And I'm only going to help try and promote, promote that because I believe in it strongly. And I know there's so many people out there that, like we just spoke about, that might not be comfortable with the whole situation, but inside it's a conflict of, conflict of interest because really and truly they want to be that guy where they could maybe approach someone and say, you know what, you've got lovely feet. That's it. You might not even have to touch them, but just even to compliment someone on that and they're, they're scared within, you know what I'm saying? So you have to embrace yourself. And then I think anything, anything after that is possible. All right. So for like the women in your life who are not into the whole FFC world, yeah. when you come around, do you ever uh, like notice them like trying to doll up their feet a little extra because they know someone's going to know, they know, they know, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they know, man, they know. In fact, they know if you're if you're going to be around me, you know what to expect. No pressure, but literally, like, you know what I like. You know, we're going to have a good time. We're going to go out. We're going to do that. But one thing I want to see is pretty toes. If you're coming out with me, you've got to have that on point. You know what I'm saying? Right. So on my other Instagram, Daddy Goods, yeah. not the Plenty of Feet pod, but on my other Instagram, I have a lot of people on that Instagram that have no idea about the whole FFC world. A lot of women who, you know, they, they might get approached by men in the DMs or what have you. And I yeah. see often times a lot of them they will like screenshot it and post it in their story like oh my gosh like guys could be so weird like wow guys are really into feet and i'm just like this is actually interesting to me the fact that this is happening more and more often to the point where women are like screenshotting it because yeah. that shows you right there that more and more people are becoming aware of it guys are becoming aware that they have you know this particular interest and they're you know 
they're inquiring about it to women that they would like to see the feet of at the end of the day. And yep. it's just like becoming more and more of a thing, more popular rather. Yep. And I feel like, like even with like little instances like that, yeah. Like for the, for the, for the person who is getting, you know, ask these questions she's probably thinking like wow that's a, a little a little weird or whatever but it is opening their mind to it as well at the end of the day of and people are just becoming more open about it it's interesting because i feel like uh it's like really gonna be a thing thing pretty soon just as much oh. as just as much as any other body part maybe because people are into a lot of different parts of the body at the end of the day yeah. but the feet the feet are here now it's our time it's the foot boys and foot queens time, yeah. But what I would say about that is it's an interesting thing because you see, like, the way I've always looked at it from a young age as well is like with ladies, they get their pedicures, they polish the feet, they look good, they buy shoes, they make the feet look sexy. But then then you get people saying, no, but it's weird. Why are you looking at my feet? But why have you beautified them so much? Why, why have you put so much attention into this aspect of your body? Maybe it's because you find your feet beautiful as well. Is it because you're trying to attract, you're trying to demonstrate that to some other people as well? I don't know. But I think there's a, a there's a cool link between like people that feel weird about guys looking at their feet or touching their feet or et cetera, but then they put so much effort into beautifying their feet. Do you think that's a bit of a, a weird oddity yeah. there? I, I see what you're saying right there because, I look, I know that, people in general whether they're women male or whatever people who really care about their looks in general mm. when they step out they want people to say man you look good today yeah oh, yeah yeah mm. like wow you put some effort into what you got going on today you know you yeah. you did makeup you put on a, a nice dress you know you got glamoured up all that stuff yeah. you know and you and then you compliment them you know it's, it's like it's a feel good type of thing like yeah gentlemen as well you know like gentlemen step out you got a tie on you know yeah. all that all the good stuff you got the lineup and everything you know you step out someone says man that's what man you're fly today you're like yeah. oh oh thank you yeah. you know you feel real good and uh people put the same kind of effort into their feet a lot of time and then you say man well you got a nice you got some nice feet and then like, it's what? like don't look at my feet <laughs> hey. oh, yeah sure. yeah yeah isn't that isn't that kind of interesting though like the it psychology is. behind it all it is, it is. But like you said, when um, where we're at right now in this in this particular era, we're trying to normalize the fetish. Th th that's going to be less. Of, that's going to be a thing of the past. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you very much for complimenting my feet. Yeah, I'm a foot model, by the way. They might even come back with that. You know what I'm saying? Like the game's changed. The game has changed. I mean, even in the UK, we got a program called Love Island. And it seems like every season there's a guy in there that's got a foot fetish. So this is now on the mainstream TV. People talking about the foot fetish guy, but he's not getting demonized. People are talking about it and then praising him. So. I saw I saw a, a gentleman on Love Island on um on YouTube and yeah this, he was talking about his foot fetish he was like really loud and proud about it and yeah man that's that's the I, way you gotta be you gotta be like that what's the point yeah. of hiding in the shadows in 2022 no one's got time for that absolutely hey shout out to the people that are on the live right now by the way I know this is something that you could watch during a live or during um you know after after live <laughs> you go watch it at any time or what have you shout out to all those people man i know usually i have the foot commercial segment where i do this whole spill but uh you know if you're here right now if you press the like button that helps the channel greatly that uh you know boost it up in the you know the algorithms and what have you it shows love to elite feet street it shows love to the podcast and it's absolutely free to you um also you know subscribe if you haven't already shout out to yin shout out to chris yeah chris is, chris is a 
he's supposed to be one of the moderators in the chat and he, he does okay. a fine job. Uh, shout out to Chris. Uh, got to make a moderator. Shout out to as well. Yen, like you said, she's a yes. goddess. We love her. Oh yeah, Yin is awesome. One of uh, my fave people to know in the FFC, man. She actually yeah. flew out to Vegas uh, not too long ago. Had her on a podcast, so yeah. great person right there. Shout out to Sasha Burn. Shout out to Star Butterfly. <laughs> she said, "Weirdos united." Then, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> shout out to Paula Alvarez. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to the people I see in the live comments right there. Danielle Thomas. Trevor, Lowval, man, shout out to all of you, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So very, very interesting, man. Just just the whole foot talk in general. And like I said, the psychology behind it is really trippy because I really feel like they've brainwashed us, the masses, the powers that be, mm. to like think that it's a weird thing. And I think that there's more of a reason uh, behind it because if you think about it, man, people, man, they stand on their two feet all day. Like the power within the feet is really crazy. And yeah. it connects to so many different parts of the body as far as like reflexology goes and everything like that. And then when you want to go and get grounded outside, you use your yeah. feet to walk yeah. on earth. And I think that there's a real power behind that. And us being men who value and cherish that, I, I really feel like we understand on accident that these women are really goddess. Yeah. You know what well, I'm saying? What I would say, Leonardo da Vinci once said that the human foot is a piece of uh, human and oh, I flopped it. I flopped the, the, the quote, but it was something like a the human foot is a it's like a brilliant piece of engineering, basically, a masterpiece of engineering. That's what he said. And um, you couldn't be more like they carry you to where you need to go. You know, like you said, it keeps you grounded. Feet are massively important. Um, and I think also if you go back like through generations, you know, like there's, there's always been like a, a focus. There's been a focus on feet, goddesses. You can go back to Greek mythology, people, you know, bowing down to people's feet, gods and all that sort of stuff. There's an element there where, it's like a, it's something that draws you to it and you have to submit sometimes and just appreciate the beauty. What do you think about being a sub? Are you, are you a sub in any form or fashion? Um, I think when it comes to the feet, I can be, you know, I, I say personally, my, I'm more of a switch like myself, I'd say. Yeah. But obviously in certain circumstances, you know, like, yeah, I can be a sub. I can be a sub for the feet. And right. I've got no qualms. Do, I've got no qualms doing that. It depends on, especially you know, with the role play stuff now, like with the videos that we've been doing, you have to take on certain characters. So in certain circumstances, you might be more of a sub uh, sub sub type of guy. You could have a powerful powerful role position, but then you become a sub to the feet, and that's the type of thing that we've been trying to incorporate in our videos of late. Right. And now I know that a lot of people who are into the dom world you know there's a certain way that they might talk to some people and what have you and yeah. now that i have a uh quote-unquote foot boy on the podcast right yeah. i think we're both foot boys i'm i guess there's always yeah. a football podcast yeah uh, i i do want to ask though because i know you see it a lot i see it a lot and i've heard it from uh, a few of the fans of the podcast and they you know they ask me my opinion on the the women of the dom world and sometimes how they talk to some of these guys you know like pathetic losers weirdos yeah. and all those ways that they talk to them do you think that's more of an act or like how, how do you you know reciprocate that kind of talk to uh to i think fans? that's i think that's you know it comes down to culture sometimes yeah so like the culture of the dom world yeah and you know the dom world and the foot world can definitely mix they do mix quite regularly 
However, I find like just solely foot fetish and solely dom, they're, they're kind of different. And the way that people will interact and talk to you, I don't really find that solely in the foot fetish community. I find people to be a bit more, you know, I say pleasant, but you can get pleasant doms as well. But you know what I mean? It's just like the language that they use. It's a bit more derogatory sometimes on, on that end. And me personally, I don't really like to be told I'm a loser, worthless, all of that sort of stuff. But I get it though. And I, I guess sometimes it's the psychology, like you said, if you're putting yourself into a position to, to feel like that, then then it's beneficial to you. But on a day-to-day, yeah, that's not really the language I like to be spoken to you about. So maybe I might not tune into that. But, you know, everything's about energy. If, if that's the type of thing that you're into, you're going to find it, you know, so. Right. No, absolutely. And, and I couldn't agree more. You know, I think it just boils down to what you're into as a um a fan of this world, you know, like yeah. if you are somebody who likes to be spoken to like that, yeah. um, I, I, I sometimes feel like there might be some kind of a, a misconception by the doms um, where they might feel like they have to speak to everybody like that. Um, but I guess, you know, just all in all, it's a it's a communication thing, because if yeah. you're somebody who uh, appreciates a dom model, then I guess it's probably something that you would want to make clear that you want to be spoken to like that, you know, rather. And then, you know, as far as, you know, the person who is the dom in this scenario, you know, I guess they would have to put their feelers out there and kind of feel, you know, who they speak to like that at the end of the day. There's going to be people who enjoy being spoken to like that and then people who don't like being spoken to like that. Like, like, like you said, like you're somebody here, like, no way. Like, I I don't want to be spoken to like that. Don't speak to me that like me i'm the same way like when i see you know like something that's like oh like pathetic loser i'm just like i'm like wow you know there's some people they like being spoken to like that but, yeah. but me on the other end you know i'm just like doesn't really cater for you no nah, like watch your mouth you i hear you i hear you you know like, like i said though it's like that's the dumb world it depends on what you're looking for if you're looking for sorry what's the lighting saying i'm one second no, that's way too bright. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, for me personally, yeah, I'd say it depends on what you're looking for, you know, like, because in the foot fetish community, I just feel like we speak to, but then again, I feel like some of that dom, that the dom culture has transgressed over there as well. So you know how it is with some models, yeah. No chat, no chit chat, no in the, nothing in the DMs. I don't want to talk to you unless you're, you're, um, you're giving some sort of contribution first and then there can be an engagement. But I understand it as well. It's like, You've got the dumb aspect and you've got a business aspect as well. You know, people are trying to make some sure. money out of this as well, you know? So, like, you've got to take all of that into consideration. And sometimes you see the people that are, are more successful in the dumb world, they're mean. They're mean, yeah? And the mean ones tend to to profit sometimes. So that's why some people may leverage off of that. Because I've got some dumb friends. I've got some dumb friends, yeah, and I, I know how they get on. I know what they do, how they talk to people, all the stuff that happens. I'm like, yeah. that's wild. That's wild. But some th- these guys are obviously loving it. Right. Yeah, man. And see, like I in a lot of scenarios, I look at everything from different aspects, you know, I because I get it from all kinds of uh, different angles. Right. Pause. I get it from, you know, the the, the models and the business aspect. Like I totally I totally get it. And then I I, then I, I think of it from how I would perceive it. And then I get fans of the podcast who will reach out to me and, you know, ask me to, you know, maybe ask a certain question or, or they express like their dis, uh, displeasure with, you know, yeah. a, a certain type of uh, language being spoke to them. And, you know, it's all interesting to me. And I think like everybody should be considered when, you know, topics like this come up and, you know, yeah. 
This is a podcast. This is what we do. We talk about it. You know what I mean? You have to talk. Let it be known. So people's minds are open now, you know, to having that type of conversation. But I do That's feel like from a from a dumb perspective sometimes here, like, you know, when you're saying when you're talking to someone, you want to kind of tailor it. It should be tailored to that particular individual. But sometimes maybe it's because of the mass of people that they have to speak to or the people that are reaching out to them. You can't do that with every single person. You know what I'm saying? So you have to maybe put on this persona and maybe when you engage with that person and you start to build a relationship, that's when things can be tailored. But up until that moment, there's a sort of facade that needs to be shown. And if you gravitate towards it, you do. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah. And I get that, man. You know, I, you know, everything is not for everybody. And that's another thing for everybody to know and understand is that there's somebody for everybody, whatever your niche is, you can find that person. And then if the person that you are inquiring to is not catering to your niche, then you got to just move on at that point. Or if it's somebody that you don't really enjoy communicating with, then you just got to move on because there is going to be somebody who is more of your liking and, you know, nicer and kinder. If you don't like mean people or mean doms, if you're looking for more of a soft dom, or if you're not looking for any doms at all, like there's something for everybody. You know, I, I hear all the time, you know, people who say that there's models who will like constantly go back and forth with them and talk with them. Damn, mm-hmm. it would be like, online friends with them and all that stuff and and they love it right yeah and then and then i also hear man all the time like you know there's some that are just you know just really strict about business and and that's respectable too and and that's mm-hmm. where i i understand and get like the the tribute to kind of filter out yeah who you see this and who's not man yeah, yeah, yeah I, and I get that, and, and some people they don't they don't get that, but you know, uh, once again, you know, everything, everything, communication, communication yeah. is everything in, in relationships, man. Like, yeah. right, communication is everything in in a relationship as well. Hundred percent. You have to be able to understand where that person's coming from for everything to flow perfectly well. Otherwise, you're gonna hit many roadblocks, and it just becomes an issue. Someone's gonna get hurt. Absolutely. So tell me. Elite Feet Street. Mm-hmm. You know what? How, how do how does people address you as far as everything? I know, like your professional brand yeah. is Elite Street. Yeah. To be honest with you, like I, I made my name Mister EFS because obviously Elite Feet Street is more the team now. But I, when I first started, it was me on my own. But then I incorporated two of my close friends and good pairs within the community, and now as a group, we're Elite Feet Street. But I'm Mister EFS. But to be fair, most people just call me by my normal name, you know, which is Dean. So everyone's like, ding, ding. So that's my name. And see, like, I, I wasn't sure if, you know, you did go by Dean in the in the professional world because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want everybody knowing their actual name. Yeah. You know what it is, though? I think with me, though, I've, I've always been an open and honest guy. Always been an open and honest guy. I've got nothing really to hide. You can call me Mr. EFS. You can call me Elite Feet Street. You can call me Dean. I'm all those people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so whatever suits your boat, as long as you're addressing me as one of those people, I know what you're talking about and we can get on. Isn't that the best way to live, man? Just nothing to hide, just being your true self. I think that that's for me, that's the greatest lesson I think I've learned in life to date. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Me and you both like feeling like you don't have nothing to hide, man. Like when you go out, man, you don't have to put on no kind of persona. You don't have to lie. Um, yeah. All right. So here, here's a good example of having to put on a persona and yeah, different art forms all right so because we were talking about we're talking about both right now you know because we both we both do art and we both love to be ourselves so before you started making foot content Mm -hmm. did you did you happen now this is me just throwing 
darts in the dark right now. Did you happen to do music like before all of this? Yeah, I've been doing music since I was like nine years old. I used to like, you know, I came up like listening to lots of different music. I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in 85. You know what I'm saying? So I had a lot of the good R&B, all that sort of stuff when I was younger. But me growing up, I was a, I was into rap, heavy into rap. And then I was heavily influenced like the P. Diddy era, like Bad Boy era, Mace, Puff Daddy, all of that. So I wanted to try and write rhymes and stuff like that when I was younger. And then it kind of progressed. And then obviously we have our own sound here in the UK as well, which I gravitated towards at some stage, like Garage and Grime. And then, you know, I used to I used to be on pirate radio over here in the UK. So that was like the underground scene, basically. Yeah. But a lot of the top MCs of that generation have now gone on to do big things like in, you know, the normal market. But they all started around that time, that era. And I've been working. I've been doing that for a while. So, yeah, it's another one of my passions. In fact, to be fair, not just music, just writing and being creative is one of my passions. I went to uni and I studied creative writing and media with cultural studies. And um, I got two one in that. And then, yeah, then I worked in TV and film for a bit before I'm now working my current job. So you, you just you just got your hands all over or your uh, your feet all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, but look, I've always been kind of like media savvy or in the media world and creative. Yeah. And I've always loved the English language. So to, to be fair, like that's what I was going to say with the whole Elite Feet Street page. The page was doing well when we first came out. But when we dropped Foot Queen, when the Foot Queen track dropped, that changed everything. Boom. So wait, was the Foot Queen, was it kind of like, was it to the Trap Queen beat by any chance? Was it like it a remix? No, it was to the, it wasn't like such of a parody. Original lyrics, all original lyrics here, but the tune was on um, Skepta and ASAP Rocky, Praise the Lord. I don't know if you know that tune. I, I feel like I've heard that one because yeah. I so it's that know. Beat, it's that beat, but then I killed it. I'm not going to lie. I'm just gonna, I'm going to say how it is. I killed that track. And I think a lot of people respected it because it was showing, like I said, the relationship between footboys, the foot goddesses, praising them, you know, sh- showing some of the stuff they do me. I, I, I know you said that you like, you like feet, you like the way they look presented. I love all of that too, but I'm big into the aroma game. I like the aroma, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I like, like the I like it too, yeah. actually. Yeah. Oh, you do like, like it? Okay. Yeah, wait, of course I, I do. I saw, I saw a post by your wife talking about her hot papatas or something like that, papitas, yeah. I know you're into <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that vibe, bro. <laughs> Potatoes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, that's good. That's good so right there. So for me, I'm, I'm big into the smell, the aroma. That's really my type of thing, you know? But everyone's different. Everyone's unique. Yeah, man. Mama Goods has some smelly... Patitas. <laughs> she has sure. how, how long have you guys been together? Man, well, man, quite some time, like 10 years maybe, but we've been married. Congratulations, for- you know what? Congratulations yeah. to you both. You look yeah. like you have a lovely family there. Yeah, man. Family is everything, dude. It's yeah, it's what keeps me grounded mm-hmm. as an individual. You know, I, I don't know where I would be without family and you know, having that that support of my family and just like having them around and just, you know, just keeping me a sane individual. I feel like without that, I would just all over the place. Um, so, and, and, and the thing that I love about, about the, the world that I have discovered and, you know, got acquainted with which is the FFC and, you know, have my, my creative art because art and creative outlets is what keeps me going as a, 
the person. And without any kind of creative outlet, I go absolutely nuts because I'm somebody who I've indulged in the arts all of my life as well. Like yeah. with music and all that stuff. I, I, I did music at one point. Um, and like I stopped doing it after a while, um, music and I felt like it was because like everything that kind of came along with that world as an artist was like not aligning with me as a family man. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I didn't have a creative outlet for some years and getting into podcasting has really, uh, like lifted me like mentally, spiritually and all those things, because I think without a creative outlet, I get depressed like a motherfucker. Yeah. And yeah, and, I, I can totally emphasize with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like having, you know, my family with me, you know, being able to not have to put on like some kind of persona. And that's where I was going with the whole persona question, because I did music before and I felt like you have to put on too much of a persona as an artist. Uh, I guess it just depends on what kind of um, music you're making. Um, yeah. You know, like if if you're somebody who you're loud and proud and you know who you are and you love feet and all that and you're making music about feet, like you're not putting on a persona when it comes yeah. to that. You're something that you're passionate about. And yeah. I feel like that's where I went wrong as a, a as an artist and a creative in that in that field, um, because like I couldn't I couldn't keep both of, in my yeah. opinion as far as it goes and doing what I'm doing now, like I'm able to like, you know, just, just be myself rather. And and that's what I appreciate about it more and having family with me. Like yeah. I, I'll never like, like I need my family with me like all the time, like no matter like where I go in life, like my family, like I'm not leaving my family behind type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? And I think in a lot of, t- a lot of times that's what happens with, with people who are in the arts of some, form of fashion they feel like they got to pick uh, one or the other and they oftentimes pick one that has nothing to do with their family and then they leave their family in the dust and like i like i need my family with me all the time i don't care if like i have to go 20 years living out of a shack like i gotta have my family so i'm gonna grind and get to the levels that i gotta get to yeah mm-hmm. along with my along with my family you get what yeah. i'm saying i hate you so, i hate you, that, I hate you. that's, hate that's you. I mean, I'm, I'm a family man too you know i've got two boys that's what's up, man. Yeah, um, my eldest is 14. My youngest is six. Um, and yeah, so, you know, they're both doing well. Both doing well in school. Great charismatic boys. You know what I'm saying? They've been raised well. They're good people, which is which is very important. I'm with their mum. Their mum is supportive of what I do. You know what I'm saying? So this is how, this is the mad thing about it, though. We've been together 16 years. Yeah. Wow. Congrats yeah. to that. Yeah, like when I said that I, I, um, I finished university, I got my two one in my last year. I had my son. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I think I could have got first, but there was a lot going on, whatever. But even we navigated through all of those times. I, I managed to work in TV and film, and that was a great period as well. But we've managed to navigate through all of that to where we are right now, and our kids are happy. That's the that's one another important thing: happiness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Say it again. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to be happy in life, you know what I'm saying? So I remember when I was younger, I felt like there was pressure to do certain things or be a certain way. Even though my parents did allow me to, they gave me loads of good experiences that nourished me as a person, traveling around the world from a young age, you know what I'm saying? Like, I went to a private school, like, so, you know, it, I'm not saying that's the be all and end all, but it was a good education when I went to the private school. It's like the extracurricular stuff that they provided, you know what I'm saying? So, like, some of the yeah. trips some of the things they did. And now my both my boys go there as well. 
So if this come full circle, I've tried to instill the same thing within them. And although I do my thing, like it depends on how you look at it. I'm just like I said, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy myself, yeah, and I'm free. I'm doing something still productive. You know what I'm saying? So I'd hope with my kids that they take on board that lesson. Yeah, like I'm not forcing them to do anything. They happen to be very intelligent kids. You get me? Like my 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 eldest is about to do his GCSEs next year. He just got his predicted results, which are like all A's and B's basically. Yeah. The youngest one is is like super charismatic, it's like my mini me. You know what I'm saying? So they, as long as they just grow and become the best that they can be and are happy with who they are, I've got no qualms. I think that's like the most rewarding thing as a parent is watching your kid grow and seeing who they're becoming and developing into. And yeah. you just you could see so much of your traits within them, yeah. but they have their own twist and they start becoming yeah. their own person. Yeah. See, my kid, you know, she's she's a, a a young girl right now, but I'm starting to see all kinds of different personality traits and characteristics that I'm just like, wow, like that reminds me of me. But I see yeah. some that are unique to her, and just watching that from the the parent point of view is is really yeah. interesting to say the least. And yeah. you know, it's also really rewarding knowing that you're doing something that um, you know you're just being there for them at the end of the day. And I think exactly. that's like the most rewarding thing, you know, just seeing them and their happiness, you know, I, there's nothing like it. There's Definitely nothing like my, my youngest son, like what you call um, soccer over there. Yeah. We obviously I'm, I'm, I'm big into football. So we call it football. Yeah. I know you've got American football, but we call it football over here in the UK. And I'm big into that. That's my, that's my passion. I support Arsenal. And my son, my youngest, well, my eldest son, when he was younger, he got signed to, um, uh, premiership football club when he was very young when he was seven wow. so he was playing with them for seven and then but they released him at nine he had a toe injury he had mm-hmm. uh, some some issues basically and you know if you're outside you're out of mind basically yeah so whilst he's recovering the other kids are still putting on the pressure and eventually they let him go two years later which was disheartening for him because he was playing football since 18 months i started mm-hmm. him early started him mad early yeah and he was talented but then after that whole you know being let go that was a bit disillusioning for him and then he went into athletics for a bit, but that wasn't, he was good, but he wasn't really keen on it. And then what happened over lockdowns, another beautiful thing that happened over lockdown, this guy, he just picked, he just went to the park one day or something with his friends and they started to do volleyball. So he's doing volleyball. And over the last two years now, from when he started, he'd never done it before. He's 14, yeah. In two, uh, so at that time he was 12, 14 now. He's been, basically he's been selected for England, isn't it, to represent um, wow. Then volleyball, and he could be he could be representing them at the Olympics in the next couple of years, because wow. he was That's... representing the the interregional team for London. They won the final. Then the people, the England team, came down and said like, "You guys are basically going to be we're looking at you guys to represent us in the next couple of years, and when we go to the um, the Olympics." So yeah, like like you said, just basically, my passion was football, but now it's gone full. So I, I wasn't really into volleyball, but that was his passion, which he's found, and he's got to the top. And he's doing his thing. He's happy. I'm happy to support him. There we go. It's all good. Hey, that's an amazing thing, man. Shout out to your son. That's huge right there, man. And and I'm sure like you supporting everything that he does, man. That's like such a, a huge thing in his life, you know, as well. Like knowing mm-hmm. that you support everything that he's doing and, and you yeah. know, right there behind him. You know, like there's, there's such a significant role that men must play playing their ch- children's life and just yeah. just being there in general man like that that's really all they need and all they want and yeah. there's no there's no correct way to do it i feel as yeah. as a parent is just something that we are just trial and error and just trying our yeah. best 
Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, they're going to know like, wow, yeah. my dad was there for me. My dad, yeah. you know, gave me all this advice and it's all going to yeah. just, it's all going to come back to them, you know, and, you it. know, it's, it. it seems like your, your parents, you know, they instill some good values into you, 100%. you know, that that's another, another thing that I feel like I don't talk uh, about a lot on this podcast is that like family values is everything. And I would love to, you know, continue to push, you know, that out there, you know, yeah. let people know, man, like just be family people, man, you know, like, that ground, that grounds you and that lets you know, um, you know, what the two decisions that you make probably today, what you feel is right, what you feel is wrong. is based mostly based off of those experiences you had around your family from a young age, you know, and that stays with you throughout life. So th- there's lots of lessons that my dad passed on to me. Lots of lessons my mom passed on to me, and I just tried to get the best out of both of them, apply them to the children, but then also you have to, like, everyone's different as well. So the way my dad may have delivered a message back in the day, which is quite coarse and rough, might not apply to your son who's more sensitive, like, you know what I'm saying? So you can still deliver the same message, but in a different way, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I I feel you on that. So, Dean, what's next for Elite Feet Street? What are you guys working on? Bro, we were trying to get back on the podcast, and I'm not going to lie to you, because we we did get like a nice little response from that at the particular time. And we worked with uh, Miss Feet Wonders, who's one of the biggest UK foot queens out here. Yeah. And um, she, blessed, yeah, yeah, she blessed us with the opportunity to sit down with us and, you know, um, do the do the podcast, which is really cool. I really enjoyed it. And then there was a few other models that wanted to do it afterwards. But things just got a bit crazy. Um, I ended up going to Jamaica. I was at, I was in Jamaica for a while, so I was having a good time. And when I came back, it was a bit, yeah, we just need to get back on top of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's one I, thing, that the podcast avenue, definitely more music, definitely more music. There's a big project coming right now. I, I don't want to say too much, but um, yeah, it's with one of the biggest uh, US foot models. She, she's a top, top foot model over there. I'm working on a project with her at the moment. So that should be dropping maybe in a couple of weeks. We should I'll see that. Yeah, and the beat, was made, the beat was made by a foot fetish. Big up um, the wild monster, the wild foot monster uh, in the UK. He he made a banger. He made a banger. And I did some lyrics for it for one of the top US foot models. And I think that's going to come out. Because basically she did, she gave me 15 minutes worth of footage, basically, of the feet, different poses, angles. And I watched that footage and made lyrics to go with that and then put it together with the beat. Cold, cold. Hey, let me let me get on a track. I'll drop some bars. Let's go, bro. We can do it. We can do it, man. We can I'm do not- it, Man. <laughs> now I'll call you out. I'll call you out. I'll make we'll make it happen, bro. Hey, I, I will straight up drop some bars on on one of those tracks, man. Well, I think, anyways, I think they no, might. I love, be- I love I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the heat after this. I'm gonna send you some heat so you can see what we've been doing. If you if you hadn't had the opportunity to hear some of the tracks, but there's more tracks to come. There's obviously more um, foot fetish productions which we're focusing on now. We've upgraded a few of our cameras. Shout out to London Foot Lover. He's gone out and bought like this next 4K camera sexy it's just picking up everything it's looking great we're working more on our we're working more on our um scripted material so it's not just like okay we're in the park just filming your souls etc trying to bring scripts into it we've got one with um Layla Hardy and Caitlin Moore that's about noisy neighbors the neighbor feels disgruntled he's trying to like he calls the police to try and uh, you know stop the noise that's happening the policeman comes in and then he's got a foot fetish and just gets coerced you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like, yo, like, I'm Dope. out the rest of the I love so, that. Yeah, right loads, loads of stuff is happening. Loads of stuff's happening. Um, like I said, videos, music, 
basically we were working on our website. That was the big thing. That's the big thing we've been working on for almost a year. It's a bit, it's a mess. It's a bit of a mess here. We we hit a little of a bad juncture around December time where mm-hmm. um we were working with GoDaddy and they accidentally basically just wiped a lot of our files off. And I was I hired like a personal web developer. He's building all this stuff and it wiped the files. So what mm. should have been launched probably in about March time, we're still here and it's not launched yet. You know what I'm saying? But we're getting there. And that's that's going to be like a, a fully comprehensive website for the foot fetish community. So if you're a foot model, if you're a foot content producer, if you're a foot fetish artist here, yeah, it will allow you a place to create a profile, upload your work, and then buy and sell amongst the community. And then also we'll have like another tab where... You've got Elite Feet Street Premium, which will be like all the videos, all the photos that we've done. That's all available there alongside podcasts, alongside music, you know, that type of thing. And, and then for... hopefully, build, hopefully build onto that from to like do events. That's I'm not going to lie. That we, we wanted to do that. We tried to do one just before lockdown happened last year, basically. Yeah, like just before lockdown happened, we was going to do like a little event. Then lockdown happened and then it kind of killed it. But everything happens for a reason, you know. So I'm not too perturbed about it. I'm sure our time will come. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, when the website and everything's up and running, we'll we'll do a podcast again and you know we'll let amazing, it. um for the people who may not know what kind of content you have out there, yeah. um, you know, like can you describe like how the content is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got um foot worship content, oily souls content, foot tease and seduction, public foot worship, dirty foot worship. Um, scripted scenes. There's quite a lot of different and lots of a variety of different foot models, you know, from 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 within the UK. We are hoping to expand, you know, like we've got people that we're in, uh, in talks with, for instance, that are in different countries that will be coming to London, and we hope to collaborate with them when that happens. Uh, recently, there's a there's basically like a he's a content producer as well, but basically he made a, a flip flop. He's called Famous French Feet. I don't know if you heard of the Famous French Flip Flop. You know that? I have not. I have now. Not heard of that. So basically, this guy out in France, and um, he's got like good connections with a lot of the foot queens over there. They're amazing as well. I don't know if you know about the France foot queens, but magnifique, yeah. Chef's kiss, yeah. his kiss, but um, but yeah, basically, he he helped to like he was like a shout out page and promoting them and stuff like that. But he created a flip flop called the famous French flip flop, which did very very well. And he gets the models, all the top top models that were like wearing his uh, you know, his branded flip flop. There's US models that have got the branded flip-flop as well. So he came to the UK. I showed him a good time. We met some, we basically, it was like, I took him around London City and introduced him to foot models. And it felt like three days, but it was in one day. So we, we were active. We were active. We started early and finished late, but it was great. Great fun. Word. That's what's up, man. I got to look into that right there. And yeah. how how can people find your your music, the 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 tracks? The tracks, I mean, if you go onto uh, the Elite Feet Street Premium page, you should see Foot Queen on there. Foot Queen is on there, and there's another track called Jello Shellac. So in the video section, you should be able to find those. The the only issue I've had, for instance, is like with Foot Queen, yeah? Such a banger, but the beat isn't mine. It belongs to ASAP, Rocky, and Skepta, right? So I can't put it on uh, Spotify, etc. So I just kept it as a video on the page. But mm-hmm. I am trying to work on it. That's what I'm saying. I'm working with some original producers now to get that original content so we can bring it to the masses because it's what we need man you need that in the summertime you know what i'm saying you're looking at some sexy toes out the window like, yeah. i agree and, and you know what's interesting is that you start you hear it more in music now too you know like yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah. 
lot of the female MCs, they're saying things like, you know, oh, put, suck my toes. Yeah, they're, they're all <laughs> about that. And then there's a lot of uh, the the younger artists who are, you know, pretty much like taking pictures with their girl's feet in their face and all yeah. kinds of pictures like that. And I'm like, wow, I'm telling you, man, it's, it a thing. Shit, it's all time. It's all time now. And it's just like it's an exciting time to be alive. I feel like Drake, you know, it's like, what a time to be alive. That's what it's like right now. We're here. We are here to put this community and we got to stand up. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. Well, Dean, thank you so much for being on this podcast and chilling and just showing so much support to the podcast, all those things and putting in the work that you put in, the quality content, all of those, uh, all those great pieces of work that you do, man. You, you do your thing in an incredible way. And I think that uh, you are very much appreciated, man. So thank you, sir. Thank you very much for having me on the show, man. I greatly appreciate that. And I'm, like I said, I have to big you up because you do a great job. This is a fantastic job. I showed my missus, you know what I'm saying? I showed my friends. And this is before you invited me on. I was like, no, nah, I like this guy. I like how he interviews the people. Like, you know, it's not all foot fetish focused. Like even there's a big segment here, yeah, which we went away from, from foot stuff and we're talking about family values. But like, I love the one that you did with Anushka. Velvet. I love the one that you did with Math McKitten, Cosmic. All of them actually, they've all been great. They've all been great watches with different, you know, different nuances and stuff. I think there was one with Nico Nymph as well. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. Um, so look, you're doing a great job. Keep it up, keep up the consistency, which you've been doing. And um, yeah, man, I'll see you at the top, bro. Because you're you're that's where you're headed, fam. You know what I'm saying? So more power hey, to you. Keep it up. Bro. Hey, we're all gonna get there together, man. And that's what it's all about, you know, just unity, uniting. And just pushing the, the the movement even further, which is normalizing what we all love and appreciate. And uh, man, so big ups to you as well. Thank you, everybody, for watching and tuning in. Um, man, smash that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. Like I said, it greatly helps the podcast, man. Thank you once again, sir. Uh, don't go anywhere that way. I could holler at you after the live broadcast. No um, everybody, this podcast is going to be available on Spotify, Apple. Google Podcasts, all those places. So we'll catch y'all next podcast. One love. One love. One, one, one love.